heard a song that Rhoda sang. He said, this is my desire to honor you. Lord, with all my heart, I worship you. Hallelujah. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Hallelujah. That captures the heart of the theme for the ministry this year. Amen and amen. We are saying Christ consciousness. Paul says, for to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. We've explored what that actually means and we are going to go further today. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. It says, I live for you alone. Hallelujah. The Bible says that we thus judge that if one died, then all died. And he died that they which live as a result of his death would no longer live unto themselves, but live for him who died and rose for them. Hallelujah. Who loved them and gave his life for them. Christ gave his life for us so that we may live for him. That is the essence of our faith now. Amen and amen. Now, this is very key. As we have been talking about Christ consciousness in this year and throughout our retreat conference, this is so very important. That they which live might no longer live unto themselves, but unto him who gave himself for us. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. If you do have your Bibles, turn with me quickly to Philippians chapter number 1, verse 20 to 21. We are picking up again from where we left up last night. Last night we had a wonderful time, a wonderful prophetic time in the presence of the Lord. It was so glorious. And tonight we have believed God that all that he has planned to do, he will do in our midst. Philippians chapter number one, if you so please, I have said to you that the knowledge of God's word cannot be overemphasized. Hallelujah. The importance of the knowledge of God's word cannot be overemphasized. The believer must always pay close attention to the word of God. In God's word is the revelation of his person. It is the, in, in God's word is the revelation of his will so that you will not grope on in darkness trying to decide what is God's will for my life? What is God's plan for my life? What would God have me do? Who is God? How is he like? How does he want me to relate to him? The answers to all those questions are in the word of God. Amen and amen. So as a believer, you ought to pay close attention to God's word. I find that many people, what they do is, you know, they pick their experiences, what they have heard from here, what they have heard from there. They put it together, mash it together like a smoothie, and they create their own understanding of who God is and how he wants us to relate to him. But if you do that, you are going to keep walking on in darkness. Amen and amen. You will never come to the accurate knowledge of God's word. You need to pay close attention to God's word. Painstakingly and meticulously go into the word of God and allow the Holy Spirit to teach you God's word. Amen and amen. So that you may see Christ revealed clearly. The Bible says, Paul says that we now use great plainness of speech. So that nothing is no longer a mystery to you. All things are made plain. Philippians chapter number 1 verse 20 to 21. If you so please, I read here. The Bible says, according to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness as always, now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether by life or death. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. We said the goal of the Christian life is that in all things, whether by word or by deed, Christ will be glorified in our lives. The purpose of the Christian life is that Christ will be glorified in our lives in all things. Hallelujah. So Paul says, for to me, to live is Christ. To die is gain. Paul is saying the meaning of life for me is Christ. When I live, I live for him. If I die, I die for him. Hallelujah. That is what the understanding Paul had come to. And today, tonight, I want to pick on something here. He says, according to my earnest expectation 
and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed. You heard that? In nothing I shall be ashamed. Living for Jesus always comes with things that would seek to make you ashamed of the person you have identified with, the message you have identified with, and the people that you have identified with. But Paul says that in nothing I shall be ashamed. And that is what I want to touch on. The first is do not be ashamed to identify with Christ, your Lord. Every true believer is not ashamed to identify Christ as his Lord. Hallelujah. When we get into, when we, when, when, when we come to the place where we are ashamed for others to know that Jesus is our Lord, it is proof that there is a problem somewhere. Either one, we are not saved at all, or two, we are living in fear. There are many people that are men pleasers. They are men pleasers. Wherever they go, they want to please men. So if they go somewhere where it is not uh, conducive to identify yourself with Christ Jesus, they don't want anything to do with Christ. They don't want anybody to know that they, they, they belong to Jesus. Why are you ashamed of Jesus? Wherever you find yourself, you should be proud and you should stand bold and identify with Christ. Hallelujah. Because God identified with you in Christ Jesus. Why are you ashamed of him? Why do we get ashamed of Christ? Hallelujah. Paul says that in nothing I will be ashamed. So the first thing is do not be ashamed of Christ. As we leave this retreat conference, carry this in your spirit. Hallelujah. That no matter where you find yourself, you will stand proud and bold to identify with Christ Jesus. Even if it comes at a cost. I tell you, brethren, I told you we are pressing deeper. Following Christ comes at a cost. It comes at a personal cost. Hallelujah. It is not all rosy all the time. There are many people who think that, you know, following Jesus means that everything is supposed to be rosy and, you know, everything is lovey-dovey and I don't face any trouble for his name's sake. No. But the Bible says, blessed are you when men revile you for my name's sake. Hallelujah. The Bible says that if you are of the world, the world will love his own. Amen and amen. As long as you identify with Christ, the world would hate you. Hallelujah. And that would bring certain cost to you. Hallelujah. But never be ashamed to identify with Christ Jesus. Never be ashamed to identify with him. Don't deny the Christ who is your Lord. If he is indeed your Lord and indeed you bear his name, then be proud of him. Be proud of his name. Wherever you go, let all men know that I belong to Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't be ashamed to mention his name anywhere. The world will try to, to gaggle you. The, the world will try to silence you. Stop you from mentioning the name of Jesus. Stop you from standing for Jesus. They would ridicule you. They would mock you and all those things. But you must stand for Christ. Amen and amen. Sad to say. We live in a time where even sometimes Christians join in with unbelievers to mock other believers who stand strong for Jesus. Hallelujah. May that never be said of us. May we stand, may we stand strong and proud to identify with Christ always. On the cross, Christ identified with you and I. In our lowest moment, when we were yet without strength, the Bible says Christ died for us. All this great love he demonstrated for you and I. Why are we ashamed of him? Why are we ashamed of him? Why do we get ashamed of him? Because it comes at a personal cost sometimes. We don't want anybody to know so that they don't deny us certain things in this life. Hallelujah. Sometimes that is what it comes down to. But I say unto you, brethren, our light afflictions which are but for a moment are working together for us a far more exceeding weight of glory. Do not be ashamed to identify with Christ. Everywhere you go, 
Stand boldly. Let all men know that I belong to Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody say with me, I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. Oh, I'm not hearing you. I'm not hearing you. Shout it louder. Say with me, I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. And say with me, I'm not ashamed to say so. I am not ashamed. Hallelujah. Don't be ashamed Amen. of Christ. That's the first thing. The second thing is, do not be ashamed of the gospel. Hallelujah. Paul says, as we have been studying, you know, in the past weeks, in the book of Romans, Romans chapter number 1, verse 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to them that believe, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. Hallelujah. Do not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Amen and amen. It is God's power. Listen, the gospel does not carry God's power. The gospel itself, the message of the gospel itself is God's power. When we preach the gospel, we are preaching God's power. When we preach the gospel, we are preaching God's wisdom. Hallelujah. So Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God to them that believe. Amen and amen. Wherever you go, preach the gospel. Share the gospel. Hallelujah. Tell men the good news of Jesus Christ. Don't be ashamed. You may be in certain places where men ridicule and they mock the gospel. Especially in the ivory towers of education now, where your professors will be coming at you left and right, especially your atheist professors who will be coming at you left and right, uh, uh, trying to mock the message that you have believed, the gospel that you have believed, and make you seem as if you are a simpleton, or make you seem as if you are foolish for believing the gospel. The Bible says that the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of men. Hallelujah. For the world in its wisdom did not know God. God chose through the foolishness of preaching that men ought to know him. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Hallelujah. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of it. It is God's power. Wherever you go, boldly declare the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. That Christ died. That Christ was buried. That Christ was raised on the third day and he ascended on high. He was raised for our justification. Hallelujah. He is the Lamb of God that took away the sins of the world. Amen and amen. Don't be ashamed of this message. Hallelujah. Don't be ashamed of the gospel message. It is what has made you who you are today. In the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. It is what has made you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It is this message that you believed that turned you from a sinner to a saint, that made you a son of God. The Bible says that as many as received him, to them he gave power to become sons of God. People not born of flesh and blood, but people born of God. This, the gospel message is what translated you from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. It is what has given you an eternal hope in Christ Jesus. It is what has made you a candidate for the resurrection to come. That you will spend eternity forever in the presence of God and not away from him. The gospel is the power of God. Don't be ashamed of the message of the gospel. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Number one, don't be ashamed of Jesus. He is your Lord. Number two, don't be ashamed of the message of Christ, which is the gospel. And I have said to you, the gospel is not success motivations. The gospel is not business ideas. Hallelujah. The gospel is the truth concerning what God has done in Christ for us. Amen and amen. What is the gospel? The truth of what God has done in Christ for us. Hallelujah. The one thing men needed for which God sent his son into the world was salvation. Amen and amen. So the Bible says that Jesus said, I did not, the son of man did not come into the world to condemn it, but that the world through him might be saved. The Bible says that God does not wish that any should perish, but that all should come to salvation. Preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Wherever you go, whether men want to hear it or they don't want to hear it, preach the gospel. Whether they hate you for preaching it or they don't hate you for preaching it, preach the gospel. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Don't relent in your effort to preach the gospel. There are places you preach the gospel, they will stone you. Hallelujah. Do you know the kind of um, 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 trouble others went through to preserve the gospel message for us till now? Paul and the other apostles who stood firm and contended for this faith that we have come to benefit from now in our generation. They went through many trials and tribulations because of the message of the gospel they preached. It is why Paul says that we stand in jeopardy every hour. Why? Because of the message they preached. The gospel. Don't be ashamed to identify with the gospel. Don't be ashamed to let your household, your entire family, identify with the gospel. Hallelujah. I love something Joshua said. He said, choose you this day whom you will serve. If it is the gods of the Amorites or the Jebusites or the Gergesites, choose them. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I love something that Elijah said. He said, why do you halt between two opinions? If God is God, serve him. If Baal is God, serve him. But in our generation, we have believers who have one foot in the world and one foot in Christ. Hallelujah. They are convenience believers. We call them convenient believers. Hallelujah. They want the things of Christ, but they don't want to go through any sufferings for the sake of Christ. Hallelujah. They want the things of Christ, but they don't want to go through any sufferings. They don't want to pay the price. They don't want to count the cost. Amen and amen. But I say unto you, brethren, heaven is counting on you. Run with a heart that is true. These are the words of Reboots in his song. Hallelujah. Run with a heart that is true. Stand fast in the gospel truth. Preach the gospel wherever you go. It is the one message that has been given to us. The gospel is not God is going to bless you. That is not a gospel. The gospel is the message about what God has done in Christ for mankind. That Christ came. He died for our sins. He was raised for our justification. Hallelujah. He is the only man in history who died and was raised by the power of God. Amen and amen. And by that resurrection was declared to be the son of God by the spirit of holiness. Amen and amen. Listen, it is the message we believe that has made us who we are now. You are no longer a sinner, but you are a saint because of the gospel message you believe. You have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because of the message you believed. It is the message, the message, the message. What is this message? The good news of Christ Jesus. That's what the Bible says. How beautiful are the feet of them that bring glad tidings. Hallelujah. Those that preach the gospel, the Bible says that they shall shine in the firmaments. Hallelujah. They shall shine like the stars in the firmaments above. Amen and amen. Preach the gospel. Seek to win souls and disciple souls for Jesus. Don't be ashamed of that. Don't be so caught up in your own things. My this, my that, my this, my this. But you don't care about the gospel. Hallelujah. Every true believer has a heart to share the truth that made him who he is with others. Unless you did not believe the truth. Don't be ashamed of Jesus, number one. Number two, don't be ashamed of the gospel. Amen and amen. Number three, do not be ashamed to identify with God's people. Hallelujah. You see it. Don't be ashamed of Christ. Don't be ashamed of Christ's message. And don't be ashamed of Christ's people. Believers are the people of God. We are the body of Christ. We are so called because we are the church of the living God. Hallelujah. We are also called the bride of Christ. That means that God cherishes us so much. Christ cherishes us so much. With all our imperfections, Christ still cherishes us so much because he is working on us and bringing us to the place of perfection in him. He never gives up on anyone that he paid the price for. He never gives up on his project. The Bible says that we are the workmanship of God we created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God before had ordained for us to walk in. We are God's workmanship. He is working on us. Hallelujah. He is fashioning us after the likeness of Christ. God never gives up on his people. Therefore, do not give up on believers. Despite their imperfections, do not be ashamed to identify with the church of the living God. Do not be ashamed to identify with the body of Christ. 
Do not be ashamed to identify with believers. Hallelujah. The Bible says we know we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. Love for the brethren is proof that you are saved. Everybody who is saved, redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus, loves the people of Christ. It is natural. It comes to you. You love the people of Christ and you want to always fellowship with them. Don't be ashamed. Listen, don't join in with, with the world to castigate and criticize and bastardize believers. Hallelujah. There are people who are always joining the world to bastardize the church. When people are criticizing, insulting the church, they join them to insult the church. Don't find yourself there. Listen, all those who insult the church are insulting the bride of Christ. Now, a man does not take it lightly when you insult his bride. Hallelujah. All those who lift up their voice against the church will be held accountable by Jesus Christ. Are you not even scared to speak about the bride of Christ like that? With all his faults, allow his own bridegroom to handle it and deal with it. Amen and amen. Don't be ashamed to identify with Christ. Don't be ashamed to identify with Christ's message, which is the gospel. And don't be ashamed to identify with Christ's people, which is the church of the living God. Do not be ashamed. Amen and amen. As we leave this retreat conference for the next year, purpose in your heart that you are going to stand boldly for Jesus wherever you go. You are going to lift up the banner of the name of Jesus wherever you go. You are going to preach the gospel wherever you go. Hallelujah. You are going to love the believers. You are going to love the people of God. Amen and amen. You are going to pray. And you see, one of the proofs that you love God's people is that you pray for them. That is why if you see Paul, remember, throughout all our studies, in Colossians, in Ephesians, Paul will say, after I heard of your faith, do not cease to give thanks to God for you and pray that the God of our Father will grant unto you the spirit of revelation in the knowledge of him. Paul was always praying. Listen to Epaphras. Paul says concerning Epaphras, that he longed for the brethren, always laboring in prayers for them, that they will stand perfect in all of God's will for their lives. Hallelujah. The proof of your love for the brethren is your labor in prayer for them. Amen and amen. Pray for the church. Pray for the church. What did I say? Pray for the church. Commit to praying for the church. Hallelujah. Instead of criticizing the church, pray for the church. Instead of bastardizing believers, pray for them. That is the proof of God's love in your heart. Amen and amen. Do not be ashamed to identify with them. Look at 2 Timothy chapter number 1, verse 18. Paul says, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Paul is saying, Do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. Hallelujah. Nor of me, his prisoner. Paul had become a prisoner because he was preaching the gospel. He had been put in prison. And he was saying to Timothy, do not be ashamed of me because I'm in prison. And do not be ashamed of the testimony of the Lord which I preached that brought me into prison. Don't be ashamed of that. Hallelujah. Rather partake in the affliction. Be a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Like I said, there are people who live their lives to please men. They want to be in the good books of men everywhere. Hallelujah. Listen, the gospel message is an offense to men. It's an offense to men. That is why everywhere you preach the gospel, you have people come against you vehemently. Because you see, anytime you preach the gospel, you are attacking the root of the kingdom of darkness. Because through the gospel, men are delivered from the shackles of sin and brought into the liberty of the sons of God. It is God's power. When you preach the gospel, you are shaking the kingdom of darkness so the devil doesn't like it. Hallelujah. That is why he will come against you. Listen, Paul preached in a city. I've forgotten the name of the city. And there was a demon girl, a, 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 a little young girl, who was being used for sorcery. 
and his masters were making a lot of money from her because she was by soothsaying, telling prophecies to people. And when Paul was passing by, he was following Paul and Barnabas. He said, these men are the people who show you the way of the Lord. Immediately, Paul was vexed in his spirit. He turned and rebuked the girl and cast the demon out of the girl. I thought casting out devils was something that was good. But you know what happened? His taskmasters immediately went to the authorities of the city. And they convinced the authorities of the city to come for Paul and Silas and put them in prison. Because they had destroyed their source of making money. Spiritually, what happened was the demons in that girl was what actually moved his taskmasters, her taskmasters, to go to the authority of, this, of the city to raise up an insurrection against Paul. The whole city came against Paul for preaching the gospel and casting out the demon. The whole city. That is the extent to which the devil will go to come against you when you preach the gospel. But we are ready for him. Somebody say, we are ready for him. Hallelujah. Oh, say with me, I am ready for the devil. Hallelujah. I am ready for the devil. Hell, they raise against us who preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Because you see, the Bible says that the light shines in darkness and darkness comprehends it. No, that is darkness can't handle it. Darkness can't put it out. Hallelujah. The victory over darkness is light. And you are light in Christ. The gospel is the light of God. When you preach it, hallelujah, darkness must give way. That is why they will do anything and everything to come against you. But do not be ashamed to identify with Christ. Do not be ashamed to identify with the gospel. Do not be ashamed to identify with the people of God. Love God's people. Amen and amen. Look at Hebrews chapter number 2 verse 11 if you so please. The Bible says, for both he that sanctifies, talking about Jesus, and they which are sanctified, talking about us, the church, are all of one. For which cause he is not ashamed to call them his brethren. Jesus is not ashamed to identify with us and call us his brethren. Why are you ashamed of the church? Why are you ashamed of the church? Hallelujah. The church is the last bastion of truth on the earth. Hallelujah. When the world is coming against the church, don't join in. Amen and amen. Rather, defend the church. Contend endlessly for the faith which was once for all delivered unto you, says Jude. Hallelujah. You understand what we are talking about? Amen and amen. Do not be ashamed. Do not be ashamed. Amen and amen. You see, the believer must understand that the life that he has received now in Christ is the spirit life. Now, if you are living this spirit life, you will not be ashamed of Christ. You will not be ashamed of the gospel. And you will not be ashamed of his people. You will come to the place in Galatians 2.20, as Paul says. Tell me in Galatians 2.20. Listen to the conviction of Paul. Paul says in Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. Somebody say, yet not I. Yes, not I. Hallelujah. Listen to what Paul says. Christ who lives in me and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Paul is saying, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ who lives in me. We need to come to that place where we understand that the Christ life is our life. Hallelujah. Just like Paul says in Galatians chapter number 2, verse 20. So that we'll be bold in our stance for Jesus. He says, the life which I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who, who loved me and gave himself for me. Hallelujah. Jesus loved you to the point where he was willing to give himself for you. He left all his glories in heaven to identify with you. Hallelujah. And give himself for you. He has given you his life to live. It is no longer your life. It is the life of God. Amen and amen. Turn with me quickly in your Bibles to Philippians chapter number three. Let's see something there. Paul, as Paul speaks here, Philippians chapter number three. We are going to read from verse 12 to 14. Amen and amen. It is no longer I will live. But Christ will live in me. This is something you should say to yourself every day. 
It is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. The life I live now, I live by the faith of the Son of God who, who loved me and gave himself for me. Hallelujah. I'm not ashamed to identify with Christ. I'm not ashamed to identify with the gospel. I'm not ashamed to identify with the people of God. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. When you come to this understanding, you begin to press deeper in the spirit. That is the goal of the faith. To press deeper in the spirit and lay hold of that for which Christ had laid hold of you. Look at what Paul says in Philippians chapter number 3. Let's actually read. Uh, let's, let's read actually from um, verse 8. That was so we get it contextually. Look at verse 8. Yeah, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. Do you deem the knowledge of Christ as your Lord as excellent knowledge above any other knowledge? Listen, Paul was a philosopher. He was a learned lawyer. He was well-read. He studied. But when he was writing the New Testament, he did not write philosophy. Hallelujah. He did not put forth the ideas of men. He threw all those things away. He counted them by dung. And he poured for the revelational truth concerning Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. How precious is the knowledge of Christ to you? How precious is it to you? Hallelujah. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. May you hold dear the knowledge of Christ as your Lord. May it be precious to you that you are willing to suffer whatever may come for the sake of Christ. Hallelujah. And then listen to it. He says, I count all things. He says, he says, he says, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. Christ was Paul's cherished possession. He says he was willing to suffer the loss of all things, and actually he counts those things as dung that he may win Christ. This year we said Christ consciousness. This was the Christ consciousness that was in Paul that made him sacrifice it all for Christ and for the sake of the gospel. He said, that I may win Christ. Hallelujah. Look at verse 9. And being found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him. Do you see it? This was the heart cry of Paul, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto him in death. If by any means I may attain unto the resurrection of the dead. All that Paul sought is that he would win Christ. And now that he was in Christ, all that he, he sought was to keep pressing on, keep pressing deeper to attain to the resurrection of the dead, which is the hope of believers. Hallelujah. And in verse 12 says, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect. Because perfection will come at the resurrection of the saints. The Bible says that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. Hallelujah. That is when we shall be in total perfection, just like Christ Jesus. So Paul says, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which I have been apprehended of Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus apprehended you for one thing, the resurrection of the saints, which is yet to come, that you will partake in that glorious hope of the saints. And therefore, as believers, this is the price of the high calling in Christ that we ought to keep pressing forward towards. So what did Paul say in verse 30? He says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended or attained, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Hallelujah. Forgetting those things which are behind. I am reaching forth unto those things which are before. What are the things that Paul has put behind him? The things that he used to pride himself in when he was in the world. Listen to some of them. When you go back to verse 7, he says, But what things were gained to me, I have counted them lost for Christ Jesus. He says, he lists his credentials, circumcised on the, of the, on the eighth day of the, stock, of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, Touching righteousness, which is of the law, blameless. These were the credentials of Paul. But he says, all these things which I thought were gained for me, I counted them by loss. Hallelujah. He has put those things behind him. And he's pressing on, reaching for those things which are before. What is the thing that was before him? 
the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus that is attaining to the resurrection of the saints. So Paul was pressing deeper through prayers, through preaching the gospel. He was pressing deeper, seeking to fulfill the will of God for him. He was not ashamed to identify with Christ, not ashamed to identify with the gospel, not ashamed to identify with believers. He pressed on, hallelujah, until he finished his course. When he finished his course, he says, I fought a good fight. I have run the race. I have kept the faith. That is not for you to just say because Paul said it. Paul said that because he had truly fought the good fight. What was the good fight of faith? He went to places preaching the gospel. Sometimes he was stoned. He was beaten. He was put in prison. He said, that, let no man trouble me for I bear in my body the marks of Christ. He had gone through many things for the sake of Christ Jesus. He fought the good fight. Hallelujah. He did not allow the world to derail him. He did not allow the things that he suffered for the sake of Christ and for the sake of the gospel to derail him. Rather, he rejoiced that God counted him worthy to suffer those things for his name's sake. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. He was pressing on. He was pressing on because there was a glory that was before him. He was looking forward to the resurrection that is to come. He was looking forward to the fact that Jesus will come one day and say, good and faithful servant, come in and share my happiness. Hallelujah. Brethren, what are we looking forward to? What is the thing that is inspiring us in our journey in the faith? What is it that we have before us? When Paul says, forgetting those things that are behind, I press on towards the mark. He wasn't talking about obtaining his degree or talking about, you know, something in this life, attaining certain things in this life, which we normally use this scripture for. Hallelujah. He was talking about a spiritual truth, something that his spirit had laid hold on and nothing in this world could tell him otherwise. Hallelujah. Shadabakayas. Amen and amen. I want you to leave this conference, this retreat conference, with a renewed conviction. Hallelujah. Just like Paul, that I will not be ashamed of Christ Jesus, my Lord. I will not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I will not be ashamed of the people of God. Hallelujah. I will press on. I will push in the spirit to attain unto the resurrection of the saints. Amen and amen. And it is coming for us, church. It is coming for us. Soon and very soon, Jesus will come again. Hallelujah. The Bible says that our citizenship is of heaven above, from whence also we await our Savior, who will transform our lowly bodies into the fashion of his likeness. This is the great hope of believers. This is the great hope of believers that we are waiting eagerly. And because of that, we do not faint. We do not lose hope. Hallelujah. We are confident in this and we go about being busy about the Lord's work, preaching the gospel because we must save many, bring many to the saving knowledge of Christ, encouraging believers, strengthening believers, praying for the church. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. We are pressing on. Faith generation, we are pressing on. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. We are pressing on, pressing on, pressing on. Oh, and on that day when Jesus comes back, we will see ourselves in glory and we will remember how we stood side by side and run this race together and fought the good fight of faith together. Hallelujah. That day when Rita, when I see you, Rita, in glory, there we will rejoice. Hallelujah. You will see Elder Ben and say, Hey, Kabanda Labazula Batayas. You will be rejoicing because you knew that whilst you were here on the earth, you, you, you fought together. You, 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 you stood for the gospel together. You stood for Christ together. You labored for the kingdom of God together. Hallelujah. You see Lorraine, you see Madonna, you see Mary, and we'll be rejoicing. Faith generation will be rejoicing because our inheritances are waiting us in heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 He has called us to an inheritance that fades not away. Incorruptible. The inheritance of the believer is not anything in this life. It is not the fleeting things of this life. Cars, houses. I told you, if your goal is to buy a five-bedroom house and have a job that you are making $250,000 a year, and you think you have arrived, you lost it. There is something bigger, brethren. Hallelujah. 
there is something greater. Hallelujah. The Bible Amen. says that, listen, we brought nothing into this world and it is certain we will take nothing out of this world. Yes, for some reason, they forget this truth and they are busy chasing, wanting to amass everything in this world. Their heart has been taken over by the things of this world. Things of this world are good, but let them remain what they are, things of this world. Don't give your love to them. Love Christ. Love the gospel. Love God's people. Hallelujah. And be willing to sacrifice it all for the sake of Jesus. So that on that day, you would also rejoice. If not on that day, when we are rejoicing, you would rather be weeping. Why will you weep? Because you would remember. You know in heaven, there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Of teeth. In heaven, there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Why? Because many people will remember, many believers, they are in heaven all right, but they will remember how that day they were so selfish in their life here on the earth. It was about me, myself, and I. All they cared about was my car, my this, my that, my breakthrough, my this, my this. It was all about themselves. All their prayers were full of prayers for themselves. They never labored. They never, listen, you are going to share heaven with men that have marks for Christ. Men that have scars for Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. tell you, men are laboring for Jesus. Oh, people are laboring for Christ Jesus. We will, we will become fools if we are here in, you know, enjoying the peace we enjoy in this country and think that Christianity is all about, you know, based on having a nice and rosy life and having a three-bedroom, four-bedroom house and a nice car and I receive my this, I receive my that. You are joking. There are people in Asia who are laboring for the kingdom. People in Africa, people in other places who are laboring for the kingdom. Missionaries who left the comfort of their homes went through many things, suffered all kinds of sicknesses and disease to preach the gospel so that somebody will hear and be saved. They sacrificed this all for the sake of the gospel. Hallelujah. Of these people, the world is not worthy. The world doesn't praise men like these. They are not even known. They are not known. There are many people that are not known who are laboring for the kingdom. We'll get to heaven and you'll be surprised. You will see them and how that God will honor them. You'll be surprised. Listen, this world is passing away. All things in this world are passing away. They're passing away. It is only him who does the will of the Father that would remain. Let us be wise. Hallelujah. Let us not be like the foolish virgins. Amen and amen. Let us be wise, faith generation. Hallelujah. Let's commit ourselves to praying for the church of the living God. Praying that the gospel would make inroads in other nations. Let our concern be the gospel. Listen, Paul and the other believers who laid down their lives to preach the gospel, it wasn't as if they didn't have problems in their life. They are believers who are so consumed with their problems, they don't, they don't see beyond their problems. Hallelujah. So they live their life from problem to problem to problem to problem. Every day is about their problem. Hallelujah. They are the kind of believers Jesus describes in his parable of the sower. He says, some of the seed fell by the wayside. Some fell among rocky grounds. Others fell among thorns. These are the believers. Jesus explains that. He says, the seed that fell among thorns, these are the people that they receive the word of God. The word of God begins to grow in them, but it does not bear fruit. Why? Because the thorns are the cares of this life. And the deceitfulness of riches, they choke the word and make it unfruitful. There are many believers. They are believers, all right, but they are so unfruitful in their life. They have no fruit. They are not bearing any fruit in their lives. Why? Because the cares of this life, choking the word of God in their lives. You know, but I thought cares of this life are normal. We all have cares in this world. But what is the wisdom God has given us? He said, cast your burdens unto him, for he cares for you. Hallelujah. He says, be anxious for nothing, but by prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. Leave it to him. You be about the master's work. Be about the master's business. Hallelujah. Somebody has no limbs. He's preaching the gospel. Hallelujah. You're waiting for a nice car before you preach the gospel. <laughs> Jesus. Faith generation, let us wake up. Hallelujah. It is time to be about our master's business. 
We don't care what people think. We don't care what the world thinks. We don't care what we will lose. We don't care what the kind of things that we'll go through. We will preach the gospel. We will defend the cause of the Savior here on the earth. Because men need to know the truth. I tell you, brethren, this world is passing away. The Bible says that all flesh is like grass. And the glory of men like the flowers of the field thereof. They are here today, they are gone tomorrow. Do you see the flower of the field? It blossoms so beautiful. You pass by it. You are admiring it so much. The next four days, you come back. The flower has withered. You don't want to even have anything to do with it. That is the glory of men. All the men who made great boast in their life. Where are the Caesars of old? Where are they? Where are the pharaohs of old? Where are they? Alexander the Great, where is he now? Hitler and Stalin, in their days, they stood tall and they, they defied all things. Where are they today? Where are they? Listen, we don't learn the wisdom of the world. All these men, no matter how great, no matter how celebrated they are in the world, where are they today? They are gone. In the same way, we would also go. This world is, nobody is getting out of this thing alive. Nobody, none of us. Until, if, unless Jesus comes, nobody. So the question is, what are you doing now that will translate into eternity? We must be eternity-minded. Hallelujah. We must be eternity-minded. Because those are the things that will count when all is said and done. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. That is why your heart cry must be, I live for Jesus day after day. I live for Jesus. Let come what may, the Holy Spirit, I will obey. I live for Jesus day after day. Hallelujah. Let that be your heart cry, faith generation. Let us not leave this conference and go back to our, 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 our normal way of life. Let us live with a renewed passion, with a renewed zeal, with a renewed commitment to the cause of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. I'm not going to do things the same way anymore. I'm going to be committed to the cause of Christ. Hallelujah. I want to hear my master say, good and faithful servant, come in and share my happiness. Hallelujah. Listen, you get to heaven, you find people who dedicated their life just praying for the saints. God will show them to you. Nobody knows them. Nobody knows. Nobody has even heard of them. They were not seeking fame. They were not seeking notoriety. They were not seeking recognition. Those things are the ways of the world. Hallelujah. All we seek is that the name of Jesus will be exalted in every nation, in every continent of our world, in every city, in the name of the name of Jesus will be exalted. I said to you, the plan of God for your life is not to make you great. The plan of God for your life is through you make his name great in the world. Amen and amen. Stop thinking about your greatness. Start thinking about the name of Christ being exalted all over the world. Hallelujah. You are too concerned with yourself. You are too selfish. We are too self-centered, selfish. And the problem is, is because of the kind of messages we are hearing from the pulpits in our day. It's messages that centers on self, 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 self. Self this, self that, self this, self that. Selfism is the new religion in this world. But may God deliver you from it in the name of King Jesus. Hallelujah. It is Christ consciousness. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. Hallelujah. Let that be your conviction. Listen, you can even print it out bold and put it in your room. It is no longer I who lives. In Christ Jesus, someone is lost and gone. The only thing left is Christ. My legacy must be Jesus. I want to leave a legacy of Christ. I don't want men to remember me. They, they need, when they, when they rem, remember me, they should remember Christ. Hallelujah. They should see Jesus. I'm lost in him. Hallelujah. It is not about me. It is about him. John the Baptist said, I must decrease that he might increase. Hallelujah. 
May Jesus be glorified in our lives. Hallelujah. Mando That's what Paul says. That in nothing I will be ashamed. But in all things that Christ will be magnified in my body. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. That is the watchword. That is the mantra by which we live. That for to me, to live is Christ. To die is gain. Hallelujah. This is our conviction. This is our desire. This is what we long for. So we give ourselves in fruitful service to the Lord. Amen and amen. Fruitful service to the Lord. Hallelujah. I am committed to him. I am committed to him. I'm not ashamed of Jesus. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of God's people. Hallelujah. And because of that, I commit myself to prayer. I stay in the word of God so that I can share the word with others. Hallelujah. We have the light. Listen, the Bible says that if our gospel be hid, it is hid from them in whom the God of this world have blinded their eyes. The reason men do not see the gospel truth is because the God of this world, the Bible says, the God of this world, that is the devil, has blinded their eyes. That they may not behold the glorious light of the gospel in the face of Christ Jesus. So that means the devil is at work. The forces of darkness are at work. Hallelujah. Not everything we see with our eyes is just all there is. I always tell people there's more to people, places, and things than meets the eye. Amen and amen. They'll come to you with nice words. They'll try to convince you. But stand your ground in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. You belong to him. Let all men know. That yes, I belong to Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm contending for the faith which was once for all delivered to me. If Paul and the apostles had played with the gospel, if Paul and the apostles, they had made the gospel about success seminars, business seminars, and they had made it about motivations, do you think we'll receive the gospel in our generation? Do you think the gospel would have gone through and had, been, had, had gone through the ages to come to us? They labored and laid a strong foundation for us. Brethren, what are we doing? Heaven is counting on us. Hallelujah. Somebody say, heaven is counting on me. Heaven is Hallelujah. Heaven, heaven is, is counting on you. Run with a heart that is true. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter where you are now. You can begin today. Amen and amen. Listen, faith generation, you are doing well. But I want you to even have a stronger resolve, a stronger conviction to stay the course, to stay the ground. Hallelujah. To keep pushing and pressing. Like Paul says, I press on towards the mark. Faith generation, let us continue to press on in prayer. Press on in the word. Press on in preaching the gospel. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Let us keep pressing on. Hallelujah. So if you are praying 10 minutes, you increase it to 20. Hallelujah. You are praying 30 minutes, you increase it to 45. You are praying 45 minutes, you increase it to one hour. You are studying the word for five minutes, increase it to 15. Amen and amen. You are pressing on. Amen and amen. You commit yourself, your family, your finances, your everything to the work of the ministry. Amen and amen. In the end, that is the only thing that will matter. Hallelujah. The Bible says that do not store up treasure for yourself here on the earth. Where moth don't destroy and rust also don't destroy. But store up treasure in heaven above. Anything you do with your life and your substance that translates into eternity is treasure you have stored in heaven. Amen and amen. So plug yourself to the agenda of God. Plug yourself to the eternal plan and purpose of God. Listen. When Moses delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt, do you know what Pharaoh said to him? Initially, Pharaoh said to him, why do you even trouble yourself? Leave the women and children here. You, the men, go and serve your God that you said you want to go and serve. Moses said, no, 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 no. no. We are going with, with, the, with the women and the children too. 
So don't serve God alone. Serve God with your whole house. Say, as for me and my house will serve the Lord. The Bible says concerning Abraham, I know Abraham for you. Command this household after him. Men, rise up and take authority. Let your family follow you in faith. Your wife and your children, let them follow you in faith. Wives, raise up your children after the fear and admonition of the Lord. Don't leave them to chance. Pray for them. Invest prayer in their life that they will grow after Christ. Don't let them follow the ways of the world that has come. Hallelujah. Let them live for Jesus. Amen and amen. There is no greater blessing than that. Hallelujah. Then, then Pharaoh said to, Pharaoh is a smart guy. He said, he said to Moses, you know what? Okay, you and the, the women and the children go and worship God, but your cattle and your sheep and your goats, leave them here. Moses said, no, we have to sacrifice to the Lord in the wilderness. So we are going with our sheep, our cattle, everything, our ducks and our, our chickens and everything, we are going with it. All our property, we are going with it. Listen, you serve God with your time, your treasure, your talent, everything. You don't serve God only with your person. You serve God also with your treasure. Hallelujah. It is also part of it. Don't leave it for the devil. Amen and amen. Don't spend everything you have on things of this world. Invest in the gospel. It is the best investment you can ever make. Amen and amen. Because it translates into riches in heaven. Hallelujah. Oh, double shadabaya. Brethren, we are going somewhere. We are going somewhere. A day is coming when Jesus just as he was he ascended on high, he shall come again. Hallelujah. On that day, at the last trump, Jesus will come. Amen and amen. What a glorious day it shall be. Hallelujah. The Bible says that there is a crown for those who love the appearing of Christ Jesus. Are, you, are we living expectantly for the coming of Christ? Are we living? It should be something that should comfort your heart. You can't wait for your bridegroom to come. I just can't wait for Jesus to come. The only reason is because we feel like we are not prepared. Why are we not prepared? Because we are not about the master's work. We are busy with a thousand things in our lives. Hallelujah. But today you can decide. Amen and amen. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not leaving anybody behind. I'm pressing on together with you. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not leaving anybody behind. I'm pressing on together with all of you. Because on that day, I will give an account of everybody's life. Everybody put into the fold, I'll give an account of you. So I've committed to pray. Amen. I've committed to love you. Whether you like it or not, I will love you. I will pray for you. Listen, I will teach you. I will rebuke you. I will correct you. I will show you the way. You get angry. You get offended. I will do it again. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, we are running together so that on that day, when Jesus comes and we go into glory, we can stand together and say, yes, we are here. And we will rejoice on that day. Hallelujah. Amen. When Fumi, you see Alicia. Oh, Jesus. It will be so wonderful. So wonderful. It will be so great. I can't wait for that day. But you see, that day will be joyous for you when you know you have labored for Christ. Hallelujah. Because Amen. it's a place of people who have labored for Christ. You're going to meet people like Paul there. People like Amen. Paul. Listen, you're going to meet people like Polycarp. You understand? You're going to meet people who have labored, laid down their lives for Christ. Amen. These are the company of people you're going to be in. Now imagine Amen. the kind of conversations they'll be having. You think you can hold it? You can, you can join them in the conversations? While Paul and them are talking about, you know, all the, the, the things they suffer for the sake of Christ, what are you going to say? I was driving to work and, and my car tire got burst and I was so frustrated. Look at your story you have. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. The breakthrough never came. Paul will be looking at you like, seriously? <laughs> like, like, seriously? 
Brethren, I want you. I want you to understand this. You don't, to, you don't need to be an apostle to do something in the kingdom of God. You don't need to be. Every little thing you do in God's house in the kingdom is valuable to Christ. He cherishes it. Hallelujah! And there's a reward for you, no matter how little it is. Look, you remember the widow's mite. Jesus was standing there. People were giving offerings. The widow put in only two mites. The rich people came. They put in a lot of money. But Jesus says, this woman has given more. Why? Because she gave her all. Hallelujah. Amen. It doesn't matter. In your little strength, serve God gladly and serve God well. You see, serve God and serve God well. Serve him well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Recompense in that. Don't let your troubles and your problems and this and this. Those listen, problems are the common denominators of life. You've not finished one problem, solving one problem, and another one is coming. Sometimes they come in double portions. Some problems are so troublesome, you pray about them, they go, they come again. They gather at four other problems, come with three and four. Problems are the common denominators of life. So don't set your focus on problems. That's why you must always keep your eyes on Jesus. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter my problem. I'm focused on Christ. I'm focused on Christ. Hallelujah. I'm focused on Christ. And you always ask yourself, Father, what would you have me do? You're always looking for an opportunity to do something in the kingdom. Amen and amen. There's great blessing in that. I want us to leave this retreat conference with that renewed consciousness with that renewed understanding that it is a Christ life that is in me. I want my life to magnify and glorify Jesus, not anyone. Christ Jesus. I will not in any way be ashamed of him, nor his word, that is the gospel, nor his people, that is the church. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen, amen and amen. We give God praise. We give God glory. We thank God for tonight. I release you under the grace and mandate of this commission. Go forth and show yourself as a son of the living God. Go forth and excel in his plan and purpose for your life. Go forth in the power of the Holy Spirit to make his name known wherever you go. Go forth and subdue. Hallelujah. Go forth and conquer in the name of Jesus. I speak to every mountain before you. It has become a plain. Receive grace to endure trying times. Receive grace to overcome temptations. Receive grace to persevere in the faith. You are not permitted to fail in the name of Jesus. I said you are not permitted to fail in the name of Jesus. You will fulfill to the latter the number of your days. No one among us will die before their time in the name of Jesus. I declare over your life that you have a covenant with life. You will not die before your time. You will fulfill to the latter the number of your days. You shall be upheld by God's righteous right hand. I confuse wizardries and witchcraft against you and your household. I confuse every wizardry, every witchcraft against you and your household. I nullify satanic incantations and divinations against you and your household. No intent of darkness will prevail over you and your household. You will walk in peace in the name of Jesus. You will walk in joy in the name of Jesus. You will walk in favor in the name of Jesus. The banner of the name of Jesus is lifted over you and your household. Your marriage is blessed. Your children are blessed. Your family is blessed. In the name of Jesus, the Lord shall defend your cause in the morning. In the afternoon, you will rise to your defense. In the evening, he shall surround you and defend you. At night, when you lay to sleep, the Lord shall surround you as the mountains surround Jerusalem. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before his presence with exceeding joy. The, to the only wise God, our Savior, the glory and majesty and dominion and power, both now and forevermore. Hallelujah. There is a cry in my heart.